Hi there, friends, neighbors, uh, fellow smut goblins. It's Abigail from the future here. Um, I am recording this from far in the future compared to when this podcast episode was recorded, which was something like two months ago. Um, and I had some updates I wanted to put in here, a couple of corrections. Um, first things first, uh, at some point in this podcast episode, uh, I introduce the book and then I say uh who wrote it um except <clears throat> because I'm an idiot uh, a fraud a hack and ne'er-do-well I uh neglected to mention the author's last name uh and so I'm gonna fix that right now <laughs> so uh the authors of the uh Treasure of the Abyss are Tiffany and Robert Frund and they actually have just released a new book called Taken by the Alien Next Door, which you can find online now on Kindle Unlimited, or you can purchase it uh, through bookshop.org. Um, and they have a book out for pre-order, which is the sequel to that, which is called Stalked by the Alien Assassin, which is very fun, and I cannot wait to read it. So, enjoy the rest of the episode. Sorry. Uh, all right, let's get on with this episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly, and I'm here with Paige Hughes, a sentient puddle of sweat. How are you doing, Paige? I feel, as I said earlier to Abigail, like my soul has left my body and has been replaced with a melted marshmallow. I'm located in the Los Angeles uh, Van Nuys region, and um, uh, our AC is not working, and we just had the hottest weekend of the summer record at 117 um so i'm not having a good time okay all right uh let's let's uh let's get cracking i feel like that was a pun <laughs> it was a pun i hate you it so wasn't. much for making me do this themed episode Listen, it's hot. You want to cool down. You want to maybe go for a dip in the waves. You know, just really forget your problems. Forget about that nasty, sticky heat and all that smoke and ash in the air from the apocalyptic fires raging through California right now. Here's what you want, Paige. You want some calamari in your life. (laughs) Oh, I hated that. I hated that. I absolutely hated that. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we get into this, I want to a little little bit of a preface slash mea culpa here. Uh huh. I I want to to have this podcast be a wholehearted and unironic love fest for romance novels, right? Like I don't I don't believe in reading things just because I want to make fun of them. I will definitely make fun of the things I like, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Um, but I, I, I don't believe in enjoying things simply because they're bad. That being said, I do occasionally uh, forget that and pick up a book or watch a movie because it looks too silly to be good. And that has never ended up well for me. Every single time I've done that, I've ended up like either eating crow about it because it's really good. Or it's just been too bad to be enjoyable, at which point it, there, I've only cost myself time. Um, and and 
I say all of this because these books, in my hubris, I looked at the cover of these books and I, I looked at the premise and I was like, this is too damn silly to be good. I need a palate cleanser. I need something that I do not have to invest any emotion in at all. I, I, I looked at them and I thought they were going to be really bad. And, and I don't normally do that, but you know, we all have moments of weakness. And I did that with these books. And you know what? I came out looking like a judgy asshole because these books are really, really 100% good. Oh no. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I want to issue a formal apology to the writer duo of, uh, Tiffany, uh, and her her husband um they, they go they work under the pseudonym tiffany roberts uh, because i i was judgy and i you know we all do it i try and always catch myself but i failed in this instance and you know what uh i i've read three of the books now <laughs> as you <laughs> That's do a lot of time as you and do there's like there's like seven of them and i can't wait to to read read the rest of them they are very very good so that being said, Paige, this this premise is very, very silly, but I want you to keep an open mind because I do genuinely, unironically enjoy these books. And as a warning, if you're not into tentacle stuff, uh, neither am I, but, <laughs> but, but there's a small amount of tentacle stuff in this. Not much, not much. If but, you don't like but, tentacle stuff, too bad. <laughs> too too bad. I think you'll get over it because I, I even though like that's not my thing, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily the traditional uh monster lover, right? I'm not like our mutual friend V, uh <laughs> who who will, you know, get down and freaky with anything uh that can do it, basically. Um, but I I fell in love with these characters and I fell in love with this world and I thought it was really lovingly rendered. And I, I don't think, I mean, my philosophy has always been, even when someone only writes for profit, they are still writing earnestly. Um, or at least I want to believe they're writing earnestly. And that means they're putting their work out in the world earnestly. And I don't think that that is something that deserves to be criticized just for fun. Like if you don't like it, don't read it. It's not a big deal. No one's going to, um, no one's going to judge you for that, for putting down a book that you think is bad. In this instance, you know, I, I think this is a really good example of why consuming things maliciously is stupid. Uh, because either you're going to come out looking like a judgy asshole because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to come out uh, wasting your time. So, yeah, I feel like that kind of as like when you go into that thinking this is going to be dumb, this is going to be stupid. It, it either is that, but in a fun way, so you enjoy it because it's so silly and you, like, can take your mind off of, like, how bad everything is. Um, or it's good, but you, re you do run the risk of reading something maliciously, thinking this is going to be really bad, and it being bad, and then you're just upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm just a waste of time and there's so many there's so many good books out there there's so many good movies out there there's so many good things out there that there's kind of uh, there's no reason to consume something like that um especially if you're just gonna make fun of it later like that's uh, that's that's not what i'm into and that's not what this podcast is about right so Paige, i want you to keep an open mind and i want you to trust me mm -hmm. um 
And also, I want you to put on your swimsuit because we're going under the waves. I hate that. <laughs> you don't even like swimming in the ocean. <laughs> the ocean is deep and dark and full of nightmares. Why would I want to go in there? Except maybe to get myself one of these Kraken men. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, our tale today is called Treasure of the Abyss. It's by Tiffany Roberts. And I, I do think it's very, very sweet that they are a husband and wife uh, writer duo. Um, yeah, I feel like that doesn't happen a lot with um, romantic novels. It doesn't. Uh, not that I've seen anyway. Um, and I will say that I have read, you know, I, I've read a good portion of their books now. They, they're pretty prolific. And I have been generally overall very impressed with the quality of books they put out. And also, these are all self-published as far as I can tell. It appears that they have an editor. Like, these are, these are, these are high-quality books. They're they're niche, but they're they're very good. I I you know, and I can forgive a lot of sins, but I I don't have to with these books. <laughs> Years, decades of reading fan fiction have primed me for forgiving a lot of writing sins, but I I don't have to in this instance, and I'm I'm very grateful. Um, so this book was originally published in 2017. Um, it is 366 pages long. It follows. I okay, all right. So I when I picked this book up. I thought it was going to be, like, a a monster book, right? Where it's, like, set on Earth, but, like, our plucky heroine somehow finds a hidden, you know, cryptid or whatever, and they bone down, right? That That's what I thought I was getting into, mm-hmm. um, as one does and should. Uh, that is not what happened. This book is actually set on another world. Uh, it's set on a colony world in the some distant galaxy called Halora, and... What I really, really like about the world building in this book is that it's very mundane, despite the fact that it's on an alien planet. Like, it's it's very much just everyday stuff. Um, the this the kind of premise is that this planet of human settlers they've been on the planet for about 360 years they've kind of been left behind by the greater you know by the people who who sent them there. So they live in these kind of these settlements that are were supposed to be temporary but then they never like received their shipments of like new building material a new influx of settlers like then that just never happened so they kind of have learned to survive in this very kind of pastoral um decrepit uh, slowly falling down society of like, you know, they don't know how to make these advanced tools that they had. And the ones that they still have after 360 years are like starting to kind of not work as well. And, you know, it, it, but the, I, I like the idea of it being a sort of like small town, very kind of rundown settlement where at first you kind of don't grasp that it's an alien planet. It just seems kind of like a small town. Which is very cool. But this planet is 80% water. The people there are pretty simple. Like I said, they, they've kind of just been, you know, existing, farming, fishing, stuff like that. Um, minding and, their own business. Yeah, minding their own business. They don't they do not do much. They're just kind of existing, um, which is which is dope. I also wish that I could just exist and not have the existential terror of living in 2020. But, you know, <sighs> we can't all live that way. If only. We follow Macy. Now... Macy is, they call her a gardener. I assume that just means that she mostly just works in, like, 
farming. <laughs> and it is the eve of the uh, the day where Macy is expecting her, her boyfriend to what is essentially proposed to her. Oh, I bet he ain't. Uh, well, here's the thing is that... <laughs> Uh, okay so like she they've been courting for like basically their whole lives they were basically childhood sweethearts or whatever but it's very clear from the start that macy like is only with him out of a sense of obligation Uh, macy's core character trait is that she feels that like she she carries this huge sense of guilt with her and so she feels like she needs to do everything she can to please everyone around her and she is terrified of the fact that if she acknowledges the fact that she really doesn't love her her boyfriend Cameron as she is supposed to, she will have wasted so many years of his life when he could have already been married and had a family. So she can't do that. So she has to say yes. But also, what's really interesting about this world building is that the writers have essentially disregarded the the formal idea of marriage. Basically, what they do is it's called joining and it's when you're courting somebody and then you like make a big deal out of the first time you have sex and then you move in together and you're married fun yeah um so what he's doing is essentially like his his proposal his like they're they're gonna go elope is they're just gonna go do it somewhere which just i which just tickled me it just tickled me but another core character trait of macy is that she is terrified of the ocean she will not go anywhere near the ocean well, that um, sucks on a planet that is 80% water. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her father is also a fisherman, and so is her boyfriend. Well, she can pick him. Uh, well, here's the thing, is that Macy has a tragic backstory. Of course. She has a yeah. reason. Ooh, can I guess? Ooh, go, ooh, do, do, do. Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Okay, you've mentioned her boyfriend and her father. Let me guess. She lost her mother to sea. Am I right? She lost her mother to ocean. <laughs> so I'm right. <laughs> no, no, you're close. Uh. Uh, she, um, her, her sister, her and her sister used to be uh, huge fans of frolicking in the waves. And when Macy was nine and her sister was a little bit older than her, I think, they went out to play during, during like a, the wet season and they both got swept away and her sister drowned. Um, and so she has always blamed herself because apparently her mom like sucks super hard and also blames her. Um, and so she's dedicated her whole life to pleasing everybody because she feels extremely guilty. Just, it, you know, uh, the it, mom should have died. Of her being. <laughs> the mom should have gone to ocean. The mom should have um, gone to ocean. So here's what's messed up about this. And, <laughs> not the child death. That's whatever. <laughs> that's, um, eh. We've seen know, it all before. What's messed up is it's the it's the morning of what she knows is basically it. She's going to marry this this man. She's going to join with with Cameron, and she, he has he's told her that he plans to take her out on his boat and go to a like a beach that he found that he wants to show her. She's terrified of the ocean and has not gotten on a boat since she was nine years old. This is this Ooh. man's plan. His big romantic gesture is to force her to conquer her intense phobia of of the ocean that's not how you <laughs> conquer phobias Ooh, that's this... also not how you propose to somebody oh this guy sucks i hope she finds someone else someone well else someone with tentacles maybe yeah probably um i'm just kind of imagining that uh fish yeah. guy from shape of water 
to be honest. Oh, well, you're not. You're not that far off. Um, He's great. I love that movie. I know you love that movie. You forced me to watch that movie. Um, (laughs) Hmm. Okay, so she's she's not feeling great about this whole thing. A, he's forcing her to go on the water. But B, she doesn't want to marry this guy. And she knows she doesn't want to marry this guy. But she's like, she, one of the, her lines is literally, um, I, I hope that one day I will grow to love him like I should. And that's pretty messed up. Um, and she feels bad about all of this. Like, like I said, her core character, her core character trait is that she feels guilty for everything. And she feels guilty about the fact that she feels guilty. Like it's, it's a whole thing. Um, I very much like Macy. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's, she's very, um, she's very intelligent and I feel like her motivations are very realistic. Like the, the motivation of feeling guilt for her entire life, the fact that she wishes she was the one who died, um, you know, is... It doesn't feel ham-fisted. Um, it is. It is very funny though that the, immediately they get on the boat and they're they're out in the ocean, um, and immediately a storm hits though, um, <laughs> out, of, out of out of nowhere. And of course the boat like capsizes and they both get swept underwater. Um, just as she's like having a good time, finally she's starting to relax on the boat, and then immediately a storm hits, and that does feel a little ham-fisted, but that's fine. Um, you gotta move the plot forward somehow. She she not- got They gotta separate for a little bit. So she can find her true self, you know? You know, sometimes you need a rogue wave in your plot to get shit moving. <laughs> I, I, I'm not mad at it. You know, it's a little ham-fisted, but so is pretty much everything else in media. So I will accept that. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, but she, she, gets, she gets swept off the boat. Um, her and Cameron get separated. And uh, she, she, uh, she falls into the slippery, slippery arms of of our hero. I wrote, uh, of course they immediately sail into a storm and the boat capsizes, leaving Macy to the sweet, sticky arms of our Kraken. Oh, is um, he slippery? Okay, no, no, no. Those are two different textures. Is he sticky or is he slippery? Depends on the size of the tentacles we're talking about. <laughs> okay, now that, okay. So now I'm also, along with, mm-hmm. the, along with the fish guy from Shape of Water, I'm also imagining Davy Jones. Could be, could be. I'm kind of imagining some sort of Monsters, Inc. monster, mm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> like during that, during, um, you know that scene uh, right at the beginning of the movie when they are, um, when all the monsters are like going into the kids' room to scare them and they have like that sweet jazz number? Yes. It's that guy with the tentacles and he's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that or the lady uh, who's like behind the de- the the old lady who Ross? turns out to be the head of yeah You're yeah imagining Ross, <laughs> Ross? <laughs> yeah, like you know how she moves like I'm kind of imagining that oh, like I know ew. she doesn't have tentacles <laughs> she's a slug she she is one single tentacle in a sense not multiple that's gross yeah. that, I try, you know what yeah. I draw the line there. That's my limit. Right there. Oh, Ross hey, from Monsters, just started. Inc. We've just started. You can't draw the line in the sand I yet. draw the line in the sand at Roz from Monsters, Inc. I'm oh, ju- you're not going to handle the rest of this well. Probably not. I'm going to have a bad time. <laughs> I would have put the book down if it were Roz. <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, well, how do you feel about feelers? 
because uh, if if this is your limit, then oh oh, Paige, you're gonna have to pull through for me, bud. I'm gonna give you a shot of epinephrine or something to keep you going. Um, I'll do it for you, but oh, oh. well. So Macy wakes up in a cave, <laughs> as one does. Uh, she she wakes up in this cavern, and uh, she's immediately like, "Holy hell!" Uh, how did I survive that? Where am I? And things get a little bit worse for her, confusion-wise, because out, out of the water comes this hulking figure, rippling with muscle and other things. And uh, he's huge, and I, I assume he's about twice the size of a, a grown man when he's standing on the tips of his tentacles. Uh, because that's kind of what's implied is that, like, their tentacles are longer than their body. Anyway, um, and he, he comes out of the water and he's bald. Uh, he's, he's dark skinned. It's like a dark blue. Uh, <clears throat> and he's got a mouthful of extremely sharp teeth. I picture shark teeth because that makes me laugh. <laughs> um, looks like a jack-o'-lantern. And he's got Shrek ears. But th- don't worry, they're not ears. They're his siphons. Um, <laughs> and he comes out and and she's like, holy God in heaven, what is that? Because she knows she's on, you know, a distant planet. But she also knows that there was no sentient life when they colonized. So he must be... A native to the oceans, he must be a native to to Halora, but she has no idea how this is possible. And she also has no idea how he looks so similar to humans, because although he has tentacles on his bottom half, his face, aside from the fact that he lacks a nose and it's just kind of like slits on his face, um, he looks very human. Um, and he's got he's got human hands that are like webbed and have claws and stuff because they always do. Um, but she, she's stricken by how human he looks and she tries talking to him and, uh, first he won't respond to her because, um, he's a surly bastard. Um, and then finally, uh, she goes, well, you know, if you don't speak English, I don't know how we're going to make this, figure out what the hell's going on. I have a quick question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. So he has tentacles, right? Yes. Does he also have legs? Or is it just, no. is it like an Ursula kind of situation down there? <laughs> like, like <laughs> he's got like a tentacle skirt. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, it's definitely like an Ursula situation. Um, got it. And I was, I was, I lived okay. in fear of it being revealed that he had like a beak under there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. There was so much fear in me, but no. Um, it's like, it's a pretty smooth transition into his waist. Um, it's worth noting that there's no, you know, dangly bits aside from that. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's smooth. He's got like, like stripes and stuff. Um, and, and he's, he's, you know, strapped with muscle because he would not be a hero in the romance novel unless he was strapped with muscle. Of course not. Um, you know, uh, but he he can move and. Objects with him, like a satchel or a spear? No. No, but it becomes very clear that this is, like, the cavern is, like, his zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got just, like, random stuff he's collected from the ocean there. There's, like, crates and stuff that he's, like, picked mm-hmm. up. And, uh, and, and 
he finally reveals that he can speak. He can speak English. And he's kind of offended that she was like, oh, I guess he can't speak English. That sucks. Because I, I have no idea where the hell I am and how I got here and all this stuff. Well, if he or didn't what he respond, is. what else is she supposed to think? Listen, he a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and so it's it's established that, yes, they can, they can speak English. But he won't answer any of her questions. All he'll say is that she can't go back home. And, oh. and she's like, why? And he goes, you just, you just can't. You can't go back home. You've, you've seen me. You can't go back home. And that's rough uh, for her because she is aware that now um, her parents are going to think she also died in the ocean. <laughs> she also was, was taken by sea. Um, and, and that's rough for she her. She went to um, ocean. She went to ocean. And and he's he's immediately obviously fascinated by her, uh, and he doesn't know what to do with her. He's never had any contact with a person, uh, a human person, obviously. And he finally tells her his name, and his name is Jax. <laughs> and it, yeah, <laughs> Jax, Jax, not Jackson, like that other book I I read that I will not be uh, covering on this podcast. Jackson. Um, Jack Sand, the one with the dinosaurs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, there was some name. really messed up biological stuff in that one. Oh, I bet. Um, oh, oh, Paige, we will talk about that off air. Um, but <laughs> they immediately run into some problems, mainly that he will not let her go. <laughs> she needs to eat, too. And also she needs to eat and she needs water. And he has no concept of that. So they get into, like, an argument and then he and then he leaves her because he jumps back in the ocean and is like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. Um, uh, and, babies. Yeah, women. Right? <laughs> so we we like switch over between. There's like, uh, point of view switches, right? And I I really enjoy that. I like I like getting like the hero's perspective and stuff because I feel like it makes him more of a character. Jax is revealed to to be what's called a kraken. This race of tentacled men and women and non-binary people, I assume, under the waves of Halora, who have existed in secret for Lord knows how long, um, and who view humans as their greatest enemy. And we don't really know why, for obviously for a lot of the book, but uh, Jax is called Jax the Wanderer, and he is kind of a black sheep of his, of his, I just almost said crew, which is hilarious, but, like, that's not right. I They're kind of like a tribe, because they're very small. There's, like, a couple hundred of them max. Um, and they, so he's, he's, he's considered a black sheep because he is the best hunter. He is, he's the strongest. He's a good leader. But he kind of wants nothing to do with his, his tribe. He, he frequently is gone for weeks at a time exploring the ocean because he firmly believes that if they are going to survive as a species they need to expand they need to find new places to live they need to explore their world the world is like 80 percent ocean and they live in this tiny little corner of it they've never explored they don't really know anything about humans they they don't really know their world at all and he he feels that that's criminal um and he's never fit in with them so he he kind of makes a point to be their amongst his people as little as possible, despite the fact that their culture is built on like a, a hunter-gatherer type culture where your participation and bringing food back to the group is considered like a matter of honor. So he's he's not looked at as, as someone who does his duty necessarily. Like if you're the best hunter, you should be around all the time to provide food. Um, and this, this comes 
as a conflict later with my favorite character in this entire series, my boy. I love him so much. I I can't. I am almost to his own book. He's fi- he's getting his own. I have not gotten there yet. I'm so excited. His name is Dracus, and he's the best. I love him. What does Dracus do? He is big. <laughs> That's it. He's he's a he's big. He's the biggest kraken. He's like midnight black with like like pale stripes and he's huge. And what I love about Dracus is that he is immediately framed in these books as being the bully. Like you expect him to be the antagonist. Um, because he, he squares up with Jax whenever he comes around. They, he like tries to fight him a couple of times and you're like, oh, I know, I know this guy. I know who he is. But Dracus, they, they pull up, they pull a switcheroo because they make Dracus like he does some, some tomfoolery. Let's be honest. He does some bullying tomfoolery, but he, he very, over the course of the book, you realize that he's doing it out of honor because he wants he does not want to be the leader just because he's the biggest. He he recognizes that he is not the best hunter and he is not the best leader. And he is angry that Jax is not taking the responsibility he needs to for the sake of their people. So despite being framed as a bully, Dracus comes in and and very quickly kind of realizes his mistake and flips the script and changes and and kind of like eats crow over it and in a very like reasonable way and um despite being the main cause of the conflict in this first book he he immediately regrets what he's done and does everything he can to to help jackson macy and then in the subsequent books to help everybody else he's my favorite i love me a bully redemption arc i love it is quite great i I love that too I love me a big man who like just wants what's best for everyone and tries to keep the peace. I love, I love him. I love that he's grumpy, but also loves babies. Uh, I, I just, I, I love Dracus. I want, I 10 out of 10 would mate with Dracus, would share a den with Dracus. Anyway, uh, we will talk about him more later. Okay. Um, so, so Macy, flips out on on Jax and is like you need to let me go like you I I can't be here I'm uh, what are you doing my parents think I'm dead like I I need I need to go back and he says no you cannot go back because no one can know that me and my people exist and she's like you're you and your people what what people and he's like ah shit um, <laughs> whoops <laughs> um, I revealed too much so yeah well you know that's kind of Jax's MO honestly because he's he's got horny disease <laughs> And you know, you know when you're horny and you just you just say some dumb stuff. Yeah, uh, it's it's terrible. It's debilitating to see. <laughs> um, it's fatal. One might even say. Um, but so so they get into this fight, and and she's like, "Can you? I just need to know that the person I was with did you did you see him when you rescued me? Did you see him? Is he alive?" And Jax is like, "I don't look at anybody else. What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" Uh, what are you talking about? It's all uh, you. And, yeah, it was it was just you and my sweet sticky suction cups. Um and Can I guess something real so fast? They, yeah, you can. What if what if what if what if Cameron specifically that's who she was betrayed to, yes? Betrothed 
not betrayed. I was about to say so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were, they boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, they, they were under the understanding that they would, that they would get married. Okay, what if he did betray her and specifically okay. went out on a day where it was sto- like he knew there was going to be a big storm, and he risked it all so that he could come back and be like, "Yeah, we got married. Give me the money." Is that what I mean? <laughs> that would be a very different book, but no, it's not what happened. I I'm into it. I'm I'm into this like nefarious. I well, here's the thing: is that you're on the right track because I also was like, oh, because you're always looking for an antagonist in these books, and right. if there's gonna be an antagonist in like a romance, it's usually like her her you know former lover or whatever, right. and and. Uh, her, who tried to get rid of her or something like that um or who just never cared about her it's her, her her loveless marriage or whatever um i will say that we don't get that in these books Damn. Like that he he kind of like cameron sucks but he also is just like he's just a mild annoyance like he's just whatever he's just a dude um <laughs> And I mean, dudes are their own scourge on humanity, but yeah, yeah. it's it's fine. Um, but he, so Jax goes out and he storms out because they have this argument, but he does go look. He goes to see, you know, where they, they capsized to see if he can find him. And he does see that Cameron has managed to haul his boat onto this little beach area outcropping of rock and um, he lives. And he immediately sees him and is like, was that, was that her mate? Were they? This sucks. No, that's a dude. Were they? Were they out together? Like, oh, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. She's mine now. I pulled her from the sea. She's mine now. Because Which that's is, how that you know, works. Yeah, that's how that works. Uh, so he returns to Macy, and he doesn't tell her right away. He there's there's a lot of shenanigans about like uh he eats fish raw, and she's like I can't do that. And he's like, why? And she's like, because I'll die. And he's like, okay. And then he sees her drinking fresh water and he thinks she's trying to kill herself, which is very cute. Um, he like gets like really sad when he sees her like down a whole cup of fresh water. And he goes, you've doomed yourself. But why? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? Um, and because fresh water is like toxic to them. Right. Anyway, it's very right. cute. I love I love little world building stuff like that. It's very fun. Um and they start to get to know each other, and Macy kind of, uh, you know, she she finally hears that uh, Cameron's alive, and she 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 kind of just deals with that, you know. She doesn't she doesn't flip out. She she's kind of resigned for for a while here. That she's like, well, I guess I guess this is just what's happening to me now. And they realize though that they need to be able to cook her food, and that kind of instigates. Uh, a series of events that that will lead to the dramatic conclusion of this book, which is basically that Jax has to go back to his house, essentially, where, where all the Kraken live. Um, and they live in what's called the facility. And the facility is down deep, deep, deep onto them waves. And they've lived there for hundreds of years. And there's a lot of human technology there. And, and so he knows that there is stuff there that Macy can use. So he goes and he gets a, a, a fire starter. It's this little, like, fire gun thing. While he's there, um, he realizes that he thinks that Macy will be able to help him uncover some of the mysteries that are kind of wrapped up in the facility. They don't know a whole lot about the place they live in, aside from their own personal history there. He's like, hey, like, 
my girl can read. <laughs> uh, she she she's literate. At least uh, I think I, she I think, is. I mean, I assume he so. comes and brings her a book um, in Spanish. He also knows that he can never bring her there because, again, humans are viewed as as like the greatest enemy that Kraken have. He he also fears still that by revealing his people's secrets to Macy, she will somehow manage to to tell other humans, even though she's currently locked in some sort of cave, right? But while he's there, he runs into Arkan or Archon. I, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that exactly, but, and, and Dracus and Archon, Ar- I gotta pick one, Archon, Archon, which one's your favorite? Archon. Okay, so he runs into Archon, who is his, his best buddy, and they are the two black sheep, and Archon, he is the opposite of Drax, I mean, not Drax, um, Jax, in that he does not leave the facility, really, because he's a tortured artist and philosopher, <laughs> And he makes he makes art out of stones um, that like mimic ocean waves, which I I think is very very cool. Um, I bet those are pretty. But, he's, but they're buds. Um, but Jax doesn't tell him about Macy because he's like people. No one's gonna think this is a good idea because it's objectively a bad idea. So I'm just not gonna tell anybody. Um, and he also runs into Dracus, who says that they're going to be going on a hunt soon. Since Jax is around, he's expected to participate. And like I said, their whole culture is kind of built around the idea of of providing. So Jax is inherently, he's like, I do not care about going on this hunt with you. Um, but by refusing, it's it's going to be a thing. And and he hasn't refused yet, but it it's very clearly like a challenge to him. If he refuses, um, because it's considered like you're not you're not providing for the group, um, you're not pulling your weight, especially because he's the the best hunter. So. Right. So he goes back and they figure out how to make a fire and she cooks some fish and that's good. And they they start to understand each other's cultures. They talk about you know, um, Jack's like slowly opens up about his people and and their existence under under the waves, and uh, how he doesn't know his father. Um, because Kraken don't take permanent mates. Uh, there, there are so few females that the women kind of have their pick and they'll settle down with a guy for a little while and usually like the best provider or whatever. And then they'll get pregnant and then they raise the kid and they'll get with another guy. And so no one really knows who, whose father is who. Right? Mm-hmm. And if, if the child is a boy, after a certain time they go and they're raised by the hunters. Um, and the women are so few that they're kind of, they're not really allowed to be hunters because they're, you know, they're, they need to be protected. They can't really lose any of them. Right. Since they're so few. Um, which is like my least favorite trope, but makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I hope that they, if they haven't already, I hope that they write a book from, uh, what, what is the race called? Kraken. Kraken. Uh, I hope they write a book from a female Kraken's point of view. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. would be great have they done they that do, <gasps> yay that's the third one ah, yes yeah i love that love that um, for them and she is a i haven't read it yet but i i have it downloaded um i believe the main the the heroine she's actually already a mother which is fun i love that uh and she she bones down with a human dude so that's fun. love it they they do the she also, reverse yeah you know i will say though that she i 
I just remembered that she's also in this one and she does something really gross. Anyway, we'll get there. Uh, so there's this, at this point, they're starting to really get to know each other. They're starting to like develop some feelings and, and, you know, they're doing the whole like Tarzan slash Beauty and the Beast situation where they're like, oh, we're not too dissimilar after all, you know? And they do the whole like Tarzan scene where they do the hands. Can you show me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And there's a whole never been kissed subplot, which I love, uh, you know, I, the like female being protected trope that I don't like is paired with a trope that I do love, which is when a guy has never been kissed before and and or like their culture like doesn't have kissing. And then they're like they kiss for the first time and they're like, oh, this is popping off. I'm into this. <laughs> Sick. Tongues? What? <laughs> uh, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I'm not going to think about what, what that would taste like if you only subsist on a diet of raw fish, but that's fine. <laughs> Macy doesn't care. Why should I? So so they get to know each other here. And Macy and Jax, like Jax kind of immediately plays like therapist to Macy where he, she starts kind of, he, he immediately picks up the fact that she has lived her life in service to others because she feels guilty. And he doesn't really know why she feels guilty yet, but... But he picks up on it and he goes, you know, if you give so much of yourself all the time to everyone else, like, how can you ever know who you are? How can you know what makes you happy? And she's like, that doesn't matter. And he's like, "Mm, that's messed up. It does Um, matter. Yeah, it does. It does matter. And he he, she's like, well, I I need to go back. I need to go back because if I don't go back. My family's going to think I'm dead. And he he very bluntly tells her, he's like, hey, babe, that may be for the best for you. Because it doesn't sound like they you had the best life there. Or that they really cared about you enough to see that you were dying inside because of how much they took from you every day. You know, like, if your mom can't forgive you and see you as a person after, like, 20 years, then... Uh, maybe it's for the best that she thinks you're dead, man. I don't know. Which is which is maybe not the best answer, but but it, I, I I can't say that I fundamentally disagree. I with I can't. I don't either. It's I I understand where his place is coming from, like where his heart is, and like the because he cares about her and her well being. Not like it's it's a more complicated situation than that than just to be like no, nah, just think. Nah, nah. Just let them think you're dead. It's fine. Pretty much. Macy kind of agrees, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, and well, that she, works and, out. And she, and she thinks that, like, well, I don't, she doesn't think that she's ever going to be let free now that she knows this this stuff. She's like, well, I guess I won't ever be free, so maybe maybe I will have a better life. And she realizes at this point that Jax has feelings for her, and she kind of is feeling a little bit of something for him. But she goes, the only way that I can be happy, that I can not feel like I'm captive in this, is if... We figure out a way for me to be free. And and he's like, what do you mean? I can't, you know, I can't let you go back to, to humans. And she says, that's not what I meant. I will be with you if you can find a way for me to be with you in the ocean. Like, I want to be able to leave this cave. I don't want to go back to my people. But like, we got to find a way for me to not be captive here. And he's immediately like, oh, yes. She wants to wander with me, the wanderer. Oh, I'll take it. So he's he he's eager to free Macy, uh, at least, you know, marginally. And Jax, he's smart and he realizes that for humans to have gone 
to the facility, they must have had some sort of gear that makes it possible for them to swim um, and breathe underwater because it's very, very deep. So he goes back to the facility and he finds a bunch of super advanced, fancy swim like uh, wetsuits and and. I wanted to say head goggles, but that's not the right word for that. Helmets? Oh, gosh. What is that called? <laughs> what is oh, that? No. I know exactly. Di- diving helmet? I know it- Di- diving mask? Scuba. Scuba, he- scuba head? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know what it's called. It's that thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a fishbowl. It, it's because it's it fish looks bowl. like a It looks like a bowl, and it has like that little like bit in the front that you'd see out of it, and it's it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's a sco- it's a it's scuba gear. It's scuba gear, except it's like better because it's like fa- yeah, right it's like advanced or whatever. Uh, if, if people who can travel across the galaxy to like colonize a planet, they have good scuba gear. All right. As he's leaving, he's confronted by Dracus, who's like, "You need to join this hunt," and he's like, "Nah." And Dracus is like, "If you don't do this, like you 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 are." St- sacrificing the the good of your people for for what for wandering around like what are you doing and Jax is like well I don't have to explain myself to you and then he bounces and that's not great and uh he still doesn't tell Archon about what's going on and Archon is is getting increasingly suspicious because Jax is like coming in and out and acting very sus like I mean (laughs) you know he's not doing great I'd be sus too to be honest yeah I'd be super sus um especially if like He's known for wandering around. Why is he coming and going so much? Anyway, so he goes back to to Macy and they use the swimsuit and it's 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 a really great scene actually where they like go swimming together for the first time and Macy's like regaining her love of the ocean and kind of letting go of her guilt and her fear and it's just it's a really sweet part of their love story. Is she a good um, swimmer? Kind of, she's a very good swimmer and also her suit like is like a fancy suit that helps her like glide really fast and, and it, there's they make up for the fact that like obviously a human would never be able to keep up with a kraken by like some kind of technology nonsense. She could also just like hold on to him. Yeah, yeah, she could also do that. And in the second book, which follows Archon um, and a Macy's best friend, Amy, who is not a very Ooh. good swimmer, that is what they do. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that one's very sweet. I finished it the other day, and um, it's, it's, a very, it's a very good book about two artists finding love. Um, Aw, that yeah. sounds really romantic. It's a very... Honestly, dude, these books are freaking dope. I highly recommend. <laughs> the more that I hear about it, it's like, it actually sounds really good these books are so niche and you know they're self-published and these people who write them never expect to get any sort of notoriety or even like more than a handful of good reviews and they have like a small very small dedicated fan base but they never expect to like be amplified in general so it, it it's important to me that when i read something that is really fun and really well written and maybe a little bit freaky that I that I amplify it in a way that really shows that it's it's worth the time to read it it is worth it it's not mainstream but that doesn't mean it's not worth it and it's at this at this heart heartfelt moment that I want to get to the part of my outline where I say that they bone down love it <laughs> uh are they okay okay okay, okay yeah are they in the ocean no, no. So the I was worried that it was going to be one of those situations where he literally cannot leave the water. He can leave the water for as long as he wants. He can breathe air. It's fine. So they they do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's another Tavy Jones situation where he has to like stand in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but like a lot of tiny buckets because he has to have one for each tentacle. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, Just a big bathtub. Oh, it's a kiddie pool. Oh, uh, yeah. Or someone standing there with a hose. <laughs> so, so they they do it, and it's very sweet and 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 very heartfelt, uh, and and a little bit weird. <sighs> Here's where we get to a part. I guess now I have to describe some anatomical things. I have questions. <sighs> Go off, sis. Just okay. Where? Where are they? Where did they go? <laughs> like, are they on a beach? Did they return to the cavern? Like, where are they? They're they're back at the cavern. They went for a delightful okay. swim, and and they're back at the cavern, about to have a romantic evening. Okay. Second question. Gotcha. How? 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 What? You know. How? Well. Well, here's the di- well. Well. <laughs> It's, Answer the question, Abigail. <laughs> it's not as freaky as as you think, uh, and and this is going to make much more sense later when I get when I get to that part. But suffice it to say that they're not so anatomically different. That is a question that comes up uh, in in the book, but it is it is not. It, it turns out no, they're not they're not that anatomically different. Um, I will say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say. Do you know that scene? In Shape of Water, where the lady does the hand thing. Yes, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. It's that. It's definitely that. Um, nice. Except they have they have a term for it, which is unfortunate. Um, and so Ooh, pri- prior to like when obviously like leading up to this point, they've like kissed and they've had encounters. But mm. Jax is very aware that you know sh- he is not human and he's terrified of scaring her with his differences which is a plot point that i really enjoy because i i i think anytime you do it with an alien um yeah that would be a concern um and also horrifying to like get in bed with somebody and then be like oh my god are you freaked out by what i've got going on down there Um, they weren't freaked out in shape of water yeah well um she was also you know she was into it but prior to this Jax has been very worried in their encounters that he will extrude. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what it's called. Um, I don't like that. I, I don't think I like that. I also don't like that. But, you know, we don't always get what we want. But that is that is how that works. Anatomically, it's not that different. Although, for whatever reason, that is not explained to me in any capacity. Uh, there are tiny little feeler tentacles that also come out around the base. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I like that. I also I don't get that. I don't I don't I don't understand that bit. They they don't really play a role in anything later. Um, so I think that was just another thing that they added to make them seem more alien. All right, fine, whatever. Huh? They have a love like those weird tails and avatar remember that yeah yeah it was like yeah it, was, it is kind of like that except it's on his dongus and <laughs> <laughs> so so that happens they they do it and like you know they're like in love or whatever and things are going fine um they're there for like a couple of weeks i think and then he he runs into archon or archon and 
he he realizes that he has raised the suspicions of everybody, including his best friend, who confronts him and says that, like, dude, you have to tell me what you're doing. Like, what you missed a hunt? Like, that is that is a bad look, dude. Like, what is going on? And Jax won't tell him. And Archon is like really hurt by this because they have been buds forever. When everybody else like made fun of them and ostracized them and tried to beat them up, like you know, they grew up together. They were different together. And the fact that he's not telling him what is going on, like, what could you possibly be hiding that's that bad? Um, so Jax kind of relents and he goes, okay, give me, give me two weeks. Then I will, I will show you what I've been hiding. And Archon's like, all right, man. So, so Archon goes like, okay, all right, fine. I'm going to trust you. And, um, two weeks go by. Jax takes Macy to this what what was once a a like a submarine center like it's a man-made cove where like submarines used to dock and stuff um and is obviously no longer used because macy's never seen it before archon shows up and Jax is like okay are you are you ready to see what i've been hiding macy comes out and archon's like oh that's a doozy and he's immediately fascinated by her because Arkham is like has spent his life trying to study the facility that they live in and trying to understand humans and stuff. But he because he's extremely inquisitive. And so he immediately bombards Macy with all sorts of questions. And uh, he asks like almost like as soon as he realizes what their relationship is, he goes like, oh, my God, you guys fit together. <laughs> and, yeah. and Macy's like, excuse me. <laughs> Yes, we do. Thank you very much. And it was great. And very romantic. Um, very romantic in a cavern, which honestly sounds awful. It sounds sounds sandy, at least. Oh, God. That's why it sounds awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. sand. Yeah, the sand. I also, I forgot to mention that Jax can taste with his suction cups. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, of course, Archon was followed by Dracus, my boy. And immediately drags Macy under the water. And this is a bad look because immediately Jax freaks out and tries to rescue her. I, I don't want you to get a bad impression of Dracus here. Um, he wasn't trying to drown Macy. He didn't understand that she couldn't breathe underwater. <laughs> Fair. Because he's a kraken. He's a dumb kraken. I love him. Anyway. I'm a Drac- Dracus apologist. And so, so Jax fights him and beats him up. Uh, pretty, pretty good, good, goodly fight, and drags him out of the water in basically a headlock. And Dracus accuses Jax of betraying his, their people because it looks, for all intents and purposes, that way. Jax is like, "You, how dare you? You know, you almost killed me, mate." And Dracus is like, "Ho, you, your, your mate is a human. Like, first of all, what? Second of all, humans are our enemies. Like, how could you do this?" And Macy. When talking to Dracus, she realizes that if if Jax does not return to the facility with her and confront his people to reveal what he's done, he will never be allowed back to the facility. He will be excommunicated by his people. Um, he'll be exiled from, from the Kraken tribe. And although Jax has forced that upon her, uh, she doesn't want to force that upon him. And and she she says, you know, we need to do this. You can't lose your people. And he's like but why? <laughs> and she's but like, why? she's like, it'll be fine. Like, she's kind of looking at it as like, listen, what's the worst they're going to do? Also, like, if anything, maybe this can like open up 
a channel of communication between my people and yours. And maybe because her people don't know anything about them. Right. So she's like, hey, maybe we can start to get to know each other as people. Um, And so she agrees to go back to the facility to basically stand trial for treachery with Jax. Um, And, um, uh, well, it doesn't go great. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, you know, they could just, you know, kill her. Well, they, so they don't do that, but they, they're, they're heartily, heartily upset and very, they disapprove very much. And the only reason that Macy is not killed is because Jax goes up in front of everybody and says, this is my mate. And Dracus here kind of comes in clutch because he, he really respects Macy's bravery in, in showing up and kind of putting herself through this for the sake of Jax. And he, he backs up Jax and says that like, hey, if she's his mate, then she's one of us and she belongs here. You can't kill her. Um, love it. I love him. Um, and so Macy basically is allowed to live, but she's confined to the facility. They say she's never allowed to leave, just on the off chance that she informs humans of, of their existence. Um, and that sucks. Uh, but she's trapped again. She's trapped again, except worse. Um, and she she kind of starts to unravel while she's there the mystery of what happened and it she she realizes after like figuring out how the computers work and all this stuff that the kraken are actually man-made um they were made by the first scientific settlers of halora to mine a certain mineral that is only found under the ocean um as a slave race and they are basically spliced human DNA with octopus DNA, and they are called octopoids. Kraken sound better. Yeah, Kraken is what they named themselves. <laughs> Octopoid. I don't like that at all. Yeah, that sounds really gross. It's super gross. Uh, I like cephaloperson more, but they don't. They don't <laughs> use that. <laughs> that is. That does seem like it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the reason they have few females is because the scientists wanted to control their population. Makes sense. So they're they are genetically designed to not have female children as often as men. Um, so it's it's it all kind of comes together like why, you know, anatomically they're not so different um, and, you know, all that stuff. And, and I like that. I like that it works out that way because I think like the whole convergent evolution thing that like all people in all universes or like whatever kind of kind of look like humans is kind of dumb. Anyway. Um, that's a really that's a really dumb thing that the scientists did. Why I don't understand why they thought that was a good idea making something just as intelligent, if not more intelligent than you are, splicing it together with something that's really strong, making like this superhuman and then enslaving them and then creating more mm-hmm. and then they create more. How would they not expect a revolt to happen once they realize, hey, we're really strong. We could fight these guys and kill them all. Like, th- that's just so stupid. I, uh, yeah, I think. Good plot wise. I, I, I'm not mad at the plot. I, I understand why they did it and like how it goes along with the story. I'm not mad at that. No. I'm just, those are some dumb scientists. They're dumb scientists, and I think they're they're less stupid for making them strong, and they're more stupid for making them smart. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, like if it, I mean, if you're gonna spice them with people, like, like maybe don't get, make them like as intelligent as people. Brains, like I don't to make their brains a little bit smoother. Yeah. I don't get rid of some of them wrinkles. <laughs> they, I bet their brains are really wrinkly. I bet they're super wrinkly, man. I bet they're pretty as hell. Emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also forgot to mention that they have three hearts and can change color. Um, love it. Cause they're cause they're octopus. Anyway. I love that. Um, I bet they can open bottles really good. Oh, so good. They can get in any jar. Suction. <laughs> uh, they can they can predict who's gonna win the World Cup so fast. Um, but uh so so the kraken don't like macy and macy's there for a few weeks and she's kind of harassed like they leave her alone but whenever she encounters one that's not archon or dracus and again dracus my boy they're they're not nice to her and at one point she has an encounter where this this little baby kraken um she's she's like toddler i guess um kind of is curious about Macy and they spend a little bit of time together. But then the toddler's mother comes around and is like, what are you doing with my daughter? Human filth. And she takes her, this opportunity to to instill into Macy that she, that Jax can never really love her and can never really desire her like you would a Kraken woman. And she does this by uh, opening up her. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And showing no. it off right no. there on her belly. No. no. Uh-huh. No. No. The word petals no. is used way too no. much. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. So she I does I don't like that. that at all. And when I was referring to the woman who does the gross stuff, that's what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, she I kinda, put two and two together. Yeah, she cut she kinda wiggles it at her. And, and uh. yeah, 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 yeah. And it was that was the only point in the book where I was really like, Oh no, that's bad. And she did that in front of her kid. She defo did it in front of her daughter, yeah. That's that's fucked up. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild. And and so Macy kind of like it it does work on some level in that like Macy does recognize that she's she's different anatomically, and she for a minute does worry that Jax kind of doesn't desire her, which is dumb because obviously they've been doing it like nonstop anyway. But she like shaves and stuff, uh, and and she like presents herself to Jax, and she's like, "What do you think?" And he's like, "Well, it's fine, but like, why'd you do it?" And she she admits that it's because Kraken women don't have any hair, and he gets really upset. He gets very very upset. You know, they kind of. I, I I thought that the how they handled the insecurity that would come with just looking different was was very well done and very sensitive and very believable because my god that is something I would also worry about. Man, same. God, hard same. They're just so different from each other. Oh, I would like. How would you? How it's hard enough like trying to be sexy as like a with two human people, let alone like the insecurities that would come with looking totally different of knowing that like i mean a body hair is one thing for for humans it's a whole other thing when like you're with somebody who literally has none and no one he knows has any anyway it's at this point that the baby kraken the one who really liked macy and came to play with her and then whose mother showed off her vienna <laughs> she goes missing and everyone oh no yeah everyone heads out to try and find her because the ocean is a very treacherous place like obviously things eat kraken and especially little baby Kraken. And as everyone leaves, Macy is like, I I have to I have to help. I, I, I can't 
I can't sit by like because also she's thinking of her sister and she's like I can't not look for this little girl because she knows that there is like a navigational system in her in her swimsuit that could help so she goes out on her own despite the fact that she's not allowed to leave the facility and she goes searching and of course she finds um little baby kraken and uh, she rescues her from what's called a razorback, which is like, I guess, like, uh, for, for our purposes, let's just call it like a, you know, great white. She saves this baby from a great white. It's, it's not great in that she does kill it, but Macy gets pretty severely injured. She gets bitten. She gets bitten real good. She, she does get bitten real good. A chunk. And none of the Kraken know how to help her, really, because they have all this advanced medical equipment in this facility, but they don't know how to use it. They don't need it. They, they heal really quickly. So they manage to save her life. They close up the wound with all this, like, advanced, this, like, stitch gun thing. It's real messy. Um, That's going to leave the nastiest scar, I bet. It, it is, except they have no concept of infection. Um, because, again, they heal so fast that it's not a problem for them. And Macy tells them in her, like, you know she's lost a lot of blood at this point so she tells them like hey you need to clean the wound you need to clean the wound and they don't know how to do that they they don't know why to do that so they just close up her wound um, oh no yeah in like with like seawater in it and whatever like was oh. in that thing's mouth yeah so she immediately gets an infection and Jax doesn't know how to help her and he doesn't know how to use any of the medicines there she's obviously dying Jax, archon and dracus decide that they they need to take her back to the humans because they're the only people who would know how to help her and so they 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 take her out of the facility and all the the kraken are like you can't do that you're gonna bring her back to the humans are you crazy and they're like hey dude she is for sure one of us she almost died to to save one of our kids like we this is unacceptable we cannot let her die um so they go Macy is delivered back to her family uh, in, in the town, and she's saved uh, by her friend Amy, who is a doctor and an artiste. Um, and Jax is taken hostage uh, in, like, a fish tank, essentially. Oh. And because they don't know what to do with him. They're like, oh, like, what the hell? And and this is when it's revealed to the town that Kraken exists. And Macy is in the hospital for, like, I think, like, a week and during that time, uh, Amy and her father, who, who are the two physicians in the town, realize that uh, she is pregnant. <laughs> yes, yes. And they know that because of that, Macy cannot stay. Because if it, it gets bad enough that, like, the Kraken are now revealed to exist and, like, people feel unsafe and don't know what the hell to, deal, to do with that... If they can, if they find out that Macy is having a half Kraken kid, like stuff is just going to be bad. Like people are not going to handle that well. Unfortunately, so, I would handle that so well. I would be like, I want to see yeah. how this works. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to be my new friend. Can I be the godmother? I want to. I want to know. I want to see how this this thing comes out. Is it going to come out like in an ink sack? Like <laughs> what, what is this? An egg? Is it? Are you going to lay an egg? Or many eggs? What is this? She going to lay an egg? Um. So, so. Uh, a plan is hatched to get Macy out and to also get Jax out and get them back into the water, right? So um, Macy's healed to the best of their ability. Uh, they get her in her suit and... Oh, quick question. Where yeah. was she bit? Was she bit like on her arm, her leg? Where was She's she? She's bit on the leg. She's been on like the calf, Ooh, I think. That's, yeah, a, like... that's a chonk. That's not a good... That's a... That's a... Uh, that's such yeah. a bad place to like sew stuff up, you know? Um, it's not great, but she, and she heals as much as she can in that time, but they need to get out because they realize that, uh, 
in a situation that reminded me very a little bit, I mean, just slightly, slightly of uh, a certain franchise that we know. Uh, her her pregnancy is progressing very quickly. I don't like how exactly I know a franchise <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> um, you know, it's one uh, mutual acquaintance of ours. Miss uh, Meyer. Um, but uh, so so they're like, we need to get her out. Uh, we're going to send some medicine with her. And Amy organizes a, a kind of like dead drop situation where she will leave st- supplies for her on the beach. And one of the Kraken will come and pick it up. So, you know, like medicine and, and food and stuff. And that is how Amy and Archon meet. And they are the subject of the next book. Very fun. But basically, there's a conspiracy between Amy, Amy's father, uh, Macy's father, her mother is irrelevant, um, and Cameron, who who decides to help her, even though he's heartbroken. He's just happy she's alive. Um, they help her escape and get back to Jax. And, and that's another that's another like little side thing about uh, like any kind of like romance stories when like the previous lover just accepts that um she doesn't love him but he still really wants her to be happy so he helps anyways i i really enjoyed that i really i really enjoyed the fact that he had a very realistic reaction where he was very disappointed and he was initially very upset when he when he finds out that she's pregnant right he's like someone would be yeah what I was going to marry this girl. Like, what happened? And then she's like, hey, I should have broken up with you years before this. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> never in love with you. That's like one of the only parts of the notebook that I really like. Yeah. When yeah. that one, I can't remember his name, but when that one character is like, well, I could either let you go or go beat that guy up. But either way, I'm not going to get you back. So yeah, go be happy. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And and it's worth noting that in the next book we find out that Cameron has found a new lady and they're gonna get married, so it's fine. He works fast. Good for him, honestly. And, good for and him. And he wants he wants Macy to know because he knows that his happiness is important to Macy. So th- that's that good. Is a, a plot that's point. good. So good for Macy, Cameron, and I thought he was the villain at the beginning. I know we all did, right? And and in some sense, I guess he kind of was a little bit. But frankly, I I yeah. agree with Macy in that she did him dirtier than he ever did her. Yeah, I I have to agree with that as well. Um, and she knows it, and that's you know part of the guilt. So, so the book ends with Macy and Jackson, or Jackson, uh, Jacks returning to the facility, and Macy is kind of welcomed as one of them. Not wholly; she's not entirely safe there, but uh, they accept her as the exception to the rule. And the, the book ends with a uh, with a baby, with a little baby being born, um, which is my favorite way to end a book. Even though I, you know, don't necessarily agree that the key to happiness in any romance is having a baby, but it is always fun. I agree with that as well. Uh, she she has a she has a wee little kraken baby, and uh, she does have tentacles. She is delivered by the woman who was nasty to her, but whose child she saved. So I guess they're best <laughs> buddies now. I hope so. Yeah, That'd be nice. and, and does she have hair? She does. So I, I hope it's going to be like a mermaid situation. Like I, I kind of got that vibe, which is very fun. An actual um, Ursula, but and, so much better. Yes, so much better. So she's, but she kind of just like, she's just, just this cute little pudgy little newborn with little, you know, a little curled up ball of tentacles. Um, does she deliver her like how you, how you would like a human baby? Yes. So still hurts. Yeah, still sucks, dog. Still sucks. I was hoping that she would just kind of like slide out. I don't. I mean, 
I just mean, make it what... a little bit easier. You know, she's in like this weird place that she's still like not. Yeah, but they're still coming out. To. They're still coming out head first, though, right? So like, uh, yeah, but like, I was hoping so for some kind of. I was hoping for some kind of slippy. You know, maybe well, like the bottom half is like a little bit easier because instead probably. of like legs, oh, it's just oh, like props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But you gotta get that head out first. Got to get the head and shoulders out, and that's the worst part. Ugh. And and there's no like I want you to know that there are no ink sacks. The the Kraken don't have Dang ink sacks. It. I know. What the I, heck? I thought about that the other day where I was like reading these and I was like, huh, there's there's no ink sacks. You know. would think that there would be inks. I guess not. I guess there are I guess no one I guess no one can make them ink. Aww. That's so sad. Anyway. Aww. I very much enjoyed this book i think that should be obvious at this point i (laughs) i i loved it i thought the love story was very (sighs) for as ridiculous as the premise is i thought it was very realistic and and sweet and just about understanding and kind of realizing the parts of you that that have been neglected for too long um for jacks it was that he neglected the part of himself that needed companionship uh, because he never fit in. And, and for, for Macy, it was very much about shedding herself of guilt to, to realize who she is as a person outside of that identity and kind of taking what she wants for once instead of just giving herself over to what everybody else wants. I, Good for I, her. Yeah, I very much enjoyed the book. Um, the plot does get more plotty uh, as the books progress. Um, it becomes... Uh, the main antagonist becomes the people who now know that krakens exist and look at them as the unknown um and that's a source of of conflict but it's it the books are very good i will say that tiffany roberts the writing duo they have a lot of other books that are very good um it's kind of in the vein of like ruby dixon who's another self-published author who's extremely prolific but has these series that are like very good, <laughs> and we'll we'll definitely be covering a few of Ruby Dixon's books. Um, we will absolutely be covering her Dragonfire books for sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I I I just this one was more for like me admitting my own faults and being a judgy dick and and celebrating something that I don't think anyone would would really hear about otherwise. So I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I. I, I did enjoy it. I feel like I would actually like to read this book. Like, I'm, but I'm, it sounds like something that I would actually enjoy reading myself. Yeah. Um, I feel like some people uh, reading it, I feel like they would go into like the same argument that a lot of people have towards Beauty and the Beast, where they would go, oh, she has Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Like, this isn't love. And I'm like, yeah, but it's fun, though. Yeah, but it is fun, though. It is fun, though. Yeah, I, I I, will agree that there is an element of that. But, like, man, it's fiction. It's romance. It's not meant to be taken. Like, in real, in real life, if that were to happen, it'd be fucked up. And obviously, yeah. no one would, like, be like, oh, yay, of course they're going to, like, be, like, you know. Of course they're going to make great, it work. Yay. What a great relationship. No, obviously not. Which is the, which is why I don't like it when people are like, oh, they have Stockholm syndrome. Like this is gross. Like it's just it's it's fantasy. It's fiction. It's it. You, it, you know that it's gonna be romance. Sometimes so, you just need a plot. Sometimes some, you just need one bed instead of two. Okay, so you just gotta get over it. Sometimes you just. Sometimes you just gotta have fun with it. You know. Yeah. 
but you are absolutely right. Like this sounds like a, a wonderful book that it's well written that they spent a lot of like time developing like um like the lore, um the story, the the characters, their character development for each one. Um I found uh, there's a lot of times in novels that are just kind of like written uh, just to make a quick book where only like maybe one or two characters get like semi-character development and then the rest are these one note people mm-hmm. but that didn't happen in this one it's character development everywhere yeah I mean it just so happens that one of them has tentacles and that yeah is how yeah. it is sometimes yeah um, be like that I I love this book I think it's worth reading I did leave a lot out um it is it is a very good book it is a quick read um i mean it's almost you know it's 366 pages it's a quick read for me but you know yeah. it's, it's it would take me it would take me like two or three days yeah uh it is it is very good it's very well paced i highly recommend and and you know i'm glad that it sounds like you enjoyed it i i i think it's it's a, it's a worthwhile read uh, as weird as it is and you know what sometimes let yourself be surprised by the weird stuff because it may awaken something inside of you this didn't thank god i'm not <laughs> now suddenly attracted to octopuses but but you know uh, it could it could and you gotta take that risk um <laughs> alrighty page do you have anything to plug uh once again my instagram is uh p-a-g-e dot h-u-e-s no capitals i'm an illustrator based in l-a and thank you for having me once again. I look forward to the next time that I'm on this weird adventure with you. <laughs> I'm still I'm still very warm. It's still hot. I it's only a, getting hotter. I drink a whole ass smoothie throughout this. You know, we started and it was 69 degrees and now it's like 85. Oh, and that's that's not as fun. That's not as fun as an, of a number as 69. So I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm going to go take a, a nice long cold shower after this because I'm also in my closet and I can't turn on a fan or anything or else it'll make noise anyway. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> okay, so thank you for joining us today in the Kingdom of Thirst. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you like this book, the link to it will be in the description as per usual, although I did forget to say that last time we recorded. That's fine. Um, I also didn't talk about spoilers, but you know what? If you're listening to this show, uh, you should know that there are spoilers. Anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you for being on page, and I will talk to all of you next week. Bye.